February 13th. We are one day away from pitchers and catchers reporting to Dunedin and spring training officially starting for our Toronto Blue Jays. Hello and welcome to the walk-off, everybody. I'm Scott Belford, joined as always by the best co-host in the biz, Adam Mack. This is a Monday morning mailbag on a Tuesday afternoon. Every single week, we get so many questions and comments from you folks. Really appreciate the interaction. You can always reach out to us on Twitter. You can DM us at walk-off podcast. You can also shoot us a message on Instagram, the walk-off podcast. If you are a Patreon member, obviously you get that tip of the hat because we do truly appreciate you supporting the channel. But on top of that, you get the Patreon bump where you automatically get your question or comment into the mailbag as well as that you are a member of discord which is really starting to heat up here we're seeing uh old members coming out of um retirement i was gonna say (laughs) hibernation works better but yes yes coming out of retirement hibernation however you wish to say it so you can always uh join the discord that's just four bucks a month and comes with the patreon um exclusive all right folks also, one it. last thing for Patreon. We're going live uncensored before every show for like 20 to 30 minutes. Today was a banger. So sometimes anybody... you'll wish us sometimes you'll wish we were censored. Sometimes but, uh... you'll wish we were censored, but today was a <laughs> good episode. Honestly, do. today's pre-show might be worth your four bucks alone. It was a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. Um very is... little horse pedophile talk, by the way. Very uh, little. This isn't like Monday. Yeah. Uh, the censors at YouTube said no pedophile references until after the one minute 30 mark or we get demonetized. So that was about 145 for anybody keeping track. So we're good. Um, it is February 13th, which means uh, happy birthday to everyone. It's my birthday. And part of my Christmas strategy is. I wish people a happy Christmas because that's what I celebrate. If you want to wish me a happy Hanukkah in return. Cool. But now we can't be offended. So I'm doing the same thing for birthdays. I'll say happy birthday on my birthday. You guys say happy birthday on your birthday. And then we're all just happy together. So my birthday is coming up this week. So happy birthday to everyone uh, from me to you, whatever that means. Mary Adamus. Mary Adamus. That's what I want. Mary Adamus from the I'm bottom actually, of my heart. From I'm my drinking, family to yours. I'm drinking out of one of my uh, birthday presents right here. For anybody that watch, you ever watch Suits, Scott? I watched a little of it and then okay. uh, quit. Yeah. All right. Well, there was uh, Lewis Litt, the chubby antagonist lawyer that works at the firm. He's got a coffee mug that says, you just got lit up, which is a hilarious pun. So that was my coffee mug gift this year. Nice. So my wife knows I love props from show. Like, I don't like a, a coffee. I think I've, I've had this tirade before, but for anybody new here, I don't like a coffee mug that says like friends on it. I like a coffee mug that says Central Perk on it, like as if that could be a mug at the store, right? So here right. is a dirty coffee mug on my desk. I also have a Central Perk coffee mug. Um, Beautiful. That's that's my thing. So I, I don't have a, a Suits coffee mug. I have a prop from the show coffee mug. Big difference. I, so I actually tip have, of the cap I have to my bag, wife. I have a bag of pretzels, and they're making me thirsty. So that's... <laughs> Moving on. All right. <laughs> Prop from the show. Got a bag of rolled gold. All right. This is this is great. Great content here today. Just weeding out the casuals. Um, this one 
First one we're going to start with comes from Phil on YouTube who says, Padres fan point of view. Don't know why he clicked on our video, but we did, and thank you. Hey, we'll, we'll take it. Um, we actually got a lot of, I want to say, international audience, and I guess technically that's true. We had a lot of Yankees fans commenting on the last one, too. One person was like, oh, Yankees fan here. You guys are great. Keep up. Keep doing what you're doing. And then another one was like, Weird. Yeah, another one was like, fuck you. Fuck Manoa. Fuck Ollie. <laughs> I was like, that's... Yeah. That's that, better. That sounds better. That sounds right. <laughs> First one must have been a Canadian living in New York or something. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyways, Padres fan point of view. Uh, Blue Jays going to arbitration with their best player uh, that you want to lock up over one million is crazy shit. That's like an A's, Marlins, Reds, and Pirates move. Uh, we have no revenue, and AJ still didn't go to arbitration with anyone. Ruining relationships isn't worth a few hundred K to a million bucks. So AJ Preller, GM of the Padres since uh, I think 2014. I looked it up. Yeah. Padres have never gone to arbitration. So pretty cool. Think about that. Like, like just 10 years is a decade of spin around in your head for nine years. Preller and the Padres have refused to go to arbitration with anyone in their organization. Now, as we say this, I can already hear the people typing on their keyboards. Let's not take financial advice from a franchise that relied on cash factory loans to cover payroll. <laughs> so, all right, maybe maybe it is worth a few hundred K here and there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's uh, that was just a fun one that I thought was interesting. So uh, shout out of the day, Luke. Buddy. Yeah. We had a really nice DM from Luke. We don't need to give his last name or get too much into it, but he's kind of been uh, struggling. You know how you go through bumps. Oh, man, I've been there. I live there. Mayor of Struggletown for a few years of my life. Yeah. So anyways, uh, tip of the hat to Luke. We just uh, we're here for you, bud. Reach out anytime. And uh, yeah, man, just uh, glad to hear you enjoy the show and uh, things will pick up for you. Uh, next one always makes me smile when I see this. This is James on YouTube says, why does Adam keep calling him Gary Gossman? His name is Kevin Gossman. <laughs> this was I love what? This, so much. this was a what I mis- love about it. What I love about it is that our listeners are in on it enough now that it, whenever someone says this, there's always a comment being like, and it's almost exasperation at this point where they're like, oh, one time, Adam fucked up and said Gary instead of Kevin, and now they've been playing this Gary Gosman card constantly. <laughs> uh, so, are- yes, we know it's Kevin. Sorry you, for annoying everyone. We're going you, to continue uh, to, though. <laughs> Do you ever watch Family Guy? Yeah. Family Guy is the king of, like, driving a joke into the ground until it's not funny anymore and then continuing to do it until it kind of is funny again on the other side Mm -hmm. and you're just like oh my god are they still doing this this is so dumb yeah (laughs) oh my god i can't believe they're still doing this and then now it's a full laughter we're Um, we're in the dip we're in the we're in the dip no we're starting we're starting the least funny part of it we're starting we're starting (laughs) i'm starting to see the comments where people are like this is my favorite inside joke and and stuff like that so (laughs) i think we're on the upswing we just gotta keep going right um all right like it or not we will (laughs) like it or not we will exactly dip or not here we are um deb on patreon says speaking of awkward misunderstandings uh, being a newbie baseball fan and seeing fans hold up KKK signs made me think they were racist at first. 
That's really funny. Yeah, that is good. That's really funny. Another new baseball thing. So my, I've told this before, but my wife always used to think that when the outfielders were out there doing this, right, that they were just like rock and roll, everybody. Rock, rock and roll. roll. Let's get loud. Oh. <laughs> Let's get loud. <laughs> Two outs. Two outs. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Devil horns. Devil horns. Yep. Um. All right. Reference to yesterday. Oh, yeah. If the half hour pre-show today wasn't worth your $4 a month, yesterday's MLB Monday certainly was. Uh, every week we do a MLB Monday cover non-Blue Jays news. It's always still ties back to the Blue Jays. We can't help yeah. it. Uh, but comment on yesterday's episode when we were talking about Wander Franco and the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, we got off on a really epic tangent here. Um, Johnny says, I have definitely never experienced as much pedophile horse talk in my life as I just did in the last five minutes. And then, us too. Uh, <laughs> us too. But... We were the perpetrators, but us too, man. <laughs> yeah. They say never look a gift horse in the mouth and never take your eyes off a pedophile horse. That's not right. even for a second. Okay. Uh, Mish added, I phone, my phone slipped out of my hand. I accidentally fast forwarded and it came back at the give me that pedophile horse merch. Thank God I have my headphones in. So it was a chaotic we'd, day yesterday. Yeah. We'd hit the point in building that joke where we now had <laughs> come full circle and we're pretending that you, the audience, were demanding the merch yes, for it. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I can't wait to read the comments after this one. Um, Mark messaged us on Patreon and said, LOL, I had a happy Gilmore in my mind for the grandma thing. That was referencing your... Uh, grandma in Grand Prairie last week. Mark says a couple things. By the way, speaking of merch, he says, got my mug in the mail. Thanks so much. Nice. Cheers to you, Mark. Um, He says, and I ordered a bad taco shirt a while ago, and I wanted to say thank you guys for using a thicker material for the shirt. Nothing, nothing worse than ordering t-shirt online, and it's as light as cheesecloth. And sticks to your yes. body. So tip of the cap to you and your wife, because you guys really tackled the merch. And yeah. I know your wife especially spent a lot of time uh, sourcing good t-shirts and all that. So no, I'm glad my appreciation. I'm, I'm glad that people yeah. like it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, And then Mark. Adds, guys, if you uh, want a bad taco shirt, by the way, we do have some left. So feel free to just reach out and we'll make it happen for you. There you go. Uh, Mark adds, lastly, Adam, your comment about raging if they let Bo and Vlad walk for nothing. I also live in Edmonton and will gladly head to White Ave with you to flip cars if this happens. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But if it does, we're certainly doing it. Yeah. Park your cars off white if it happens. Park your cars off white. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that'll be the thumbnail if they ever leave. It'll be like park off white. Okay. Um, next one from Twitter, Mariah. I think that's how we say it. Maria, Mariah uh, DM'd us and said, Hey guys, love the show. I was hoping to get on mailbag and have something settled. I was arguing with some of the guys at the office I work with. We're in Winnipeg, but have a bunch of Jays fans working here. I like the way she like prefaces that. Like we're in Winnipeg. Obviously, we're mostly Minnesota Twins fans, but we have a few Jays fans working here. Uh, I keep getting called wishy-washy. Because I still have hope Atkins is on the right path, even though I absolutely hated last year and his refusal to change the course. If you guys totally lost faith, 
It's not that I love Atkins. I just still sort of believe in what's built. Am I wishy-washy? Why do I still believe? There's a lot of sort of and maybes in that question. <laughs> I think that's the strategy for this year's team is like if if Alec Manoa sort of bounces back and maybe Vladdy can be an MVP. And if this happens. I mean, my God, dude, I feel wishy-washy on this team all the time. Like there are a lot of things that Atkins has done with the way that this franchise is built right now now that you need to tip your hat at you know you look at their starting pitching you look at the bullpen the way that they have taken this bullpen from let's face it in 2021 it literally cost this team and the then playoffs, was like but you which, can come into my again right it's like this it, that's on atkins too right like i it, i totally get where mariah is coming from like this feeling of like yes i'm mad at atkins he hasn't done enough. This team has been better the last few years than they have performed at the end. Sure, there's three wildcard appearances in the last four years and should have been four probably because 2021, I mean, my goodness, that may have been the best the team was in these last four years and they didn't even make the playoffs. That's just the way baseball goes. But I'm with her. Like, I like a lot of what, we're seeing with this team, but then there's holes and you're like, are we running this team right back? Did we not learn our lesson from 2023 is, is Atkins and the analytic department. So above us as a fan base, when it comes to the inside knowledge that they really had the right calculation it didn't work out, and now they're running it back, and they're going to prove all of us wrong. That's the dream, but man, is it tough to buy into that. Mm -hmm. Is Mariah wishy-washy, Adam? No, she's just well-worn from the weather. I don't know. It's like a flag for your team that you've had in your window of your car for too long. It's a little tattered and worn. You still love your team, but yeah, it's tough to be... Out there blowing in the wind as well. It's look, I, I we just talked about this at length yesterday, kind of about where our faith in Atkins falls. We've been believers in Atkins for a long time. This offseason has really put a damper on my confidence yeah. in him. I I don't know. Like we this is where the Vladdy talk came and and you know, the make or break decisions that are facing this team in the next 24 months. And how I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Atkins is the right guy to be steering this ship. I don't know. This is the first time in years I've said that, but I am starting to wonder, like, I don't know. I read, actually, I didn't add this to the mailbag, but I was reading this and this does fit. Um, but Skeeter Brandon said, don't you respect the fact Atkins hasn't dumped our top prospects in trade. Um, Shapiro's contract is done in 2025. Atkins is 2026. Jays get off to a slow start. Schneider will be the first to go, but Atkins won't make it much further if they underachieve. Alex Anthopoulos really did clean out prospect capital for Shapiro and created a huge issue with an aging roster. Uh, the next GM that replaces 
Atkins at least still has assets to go to work with, which is like, that's in defense of the fact that, okay, sure. Like AA sold off on his last year, right? Like he went all in facts. Mm-hmm. We, we all know that. Um, but then Scott Carter replied and said, the farm system is actually ranked lower now than it was the year after AA sold it off. And we only have two top 100 prospects. Our farm system is ranked 26th out of 30 teams. So like, even though it hasn't felt like a big fire sale, he has been over the course of the last three years, getting rid of like Moreno's gone. No, he's been moving prospects. I mean, listen, pitchers are this is, like even so, little things like take the Whit Merrifield trade, okay? Mm-hmm. Where they moved um Was that the Groshans one? No, that was nope. for Anthony Bass. No, that was for Anthony Bass and uh Trevor Richards. Right. Um Whit Merrifield looked- Maud Taylor. Right. Was one of the guys involved in that. Samad, of course, made his major league debut with the Kansas City Royals. He's now actually a Mariner, which is hilarious. Uh, all of our contacts are <laughs> just going to the to right. the Mariners. That's now Taylor Sacedo, Kirby Sneed, and Samad Taylor, who have been on the show. But this is the th- thing, is that even though Samad Taylor, not a star, not um, maybe even a needle mover. The truth is you do get a little bit of cred when your guys make the majors, right? Mm-hmm. So the Blue Jays do have those guys that are making the majors. Jordan Groshans is another good example, right? Has he been a needle mover in Miami? No. Would the Blue Jays get credit for, you know, like you, you see the Blue Jays are right there with the A's for developing talent. It's just like, is there any high-end talent that has come up? Not anything substantial recently outside of Moreno. And we shipped him. And we shipped him. See, this is this is where the wishy-washy feeling comes from, right? I know. That it's... it's just like, what are we doing? Like, I, I can see a pathway to this being a very good team. I can also see a pathway to this being an incredibly disappointing team. Yeah, it's like a, I don't know. He's, he's and you one, know where this, what what we're doing right now, who this upsets the most? It's not the people who are all on board with the Jays thinking they're going to be good. Who this sentiment is upsetting is the people that are like, how many chances are we going to give that piece of shit? Can oh, we yeah. just move on from Atkins? And I, a- Andrew McLeod for sure is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just dying right away. now. He, he yeah, died. Yeah. But it's just like, that's the thing, right? It's like once you've made a decision on where you're at on the front office, most likely it's not going to change unless they do something. And who knows? Like, that's the thing with Andrew is like, it's obvious he knows baseball. So like, if the Jays come out and win 97 wins and actually like patch some of these needs that they have and the team's looking good, like maybe Andrew can answer this. Would would that sway you? Like, I I wonder what would sway him or if there's anything. Yeah, I don't think so. I here's what it feels like. It feels like the argument if the Jays went out and won the World Series this year, the argument is for a like the the thought of a guy who has been very down on Atkins all of a sudden being like, "Hey, I didn't trust the cake while it was baking, but now that I've tasted it and it's cooked, it was pretty good." 
Um, mm-hmm. It would be be like a hitter who goes 0 for 3 with three strikeouts, but then in his fourth at-bat bat, hits a grand slam. You don't go, wow, who cares if he struck out three times? We just hit a grand slam. That was amazing. Right? Yeah. But then the other side of that is the people are like, yeah, you just got lucky on one pitch, though. The other three at-bats are more telling of who he is as a hitter. Right? Like, yeah. So I don't know. It's just. And that's me. That's how I feel about Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Is like, I'm like, I'm down on him as a hitter, even though he like leads the Blue Jays in Grand Slams all time or something stupid. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Anyways, let's uh, let's get back. We to can move on. But feel free, Grounds Crew, to let us know what you're thinking. Is is uh, is tentatively holding on to belief? Like, is that wishy washy? And and where are you at? Like, like, do you have faith that this team? Because that's where I'm at. Again. I do have faith that there's a pathway to this being a very good team. And that's kind of what I'm hanging on to here because it's just so much more fun to be optimistic about your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's <sighs> pessimism sure isn't fun. Uh, all right. Uh, Trevor over on Twitter says, given the window shrinking three years, 42 million for Solaire would have been a worthwhile risk. He just signed with the Giants, I believe, yeah. right? last night. Uh, a better risk than a questionable arm from Cuba via Japan. He's, of course, speaking of Yariel Rodriguez, the Blue Jays, I guess you could say most major acquisition this offseason. Five years, $32 million. It's it's the biggest price tag that they've added. I mean, they've got IKF, two years, 14 mil, seven a year AAV. They went out and signed Justin Turner, 13 million. Yeah, this Yarrell Rodriguez signing could be very good. It could look like the Yusei Kikuchi signing where there might be a bump in the road to start with and then they write the ship. I do believe in Pete Walker. But I'll be honest, dude. Jorge Soler, I thought the reason the Jays didn't sign him is his price tag was over 50 mil. I thought he was closer to that three-year 50 to 55, and to see him go 342, which means the sticking point for the Jays was that extra year. And I know that we do have a, a question or comment coming up here about the budget and how many guys are under contract after 2025. But it doesn't seem like that was something that the Jays wished to do, which is interesting when you do look at the Yariel Rodriguez signing and you're like, okay, well, they did give the guy a substantial term for a dude who's never pitched in the majors, but six point five AAV is definitely substantially less than the what does it break down to? Fifteen? Yeah, 15 like, and a half that Solaris. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't even know how to answer that. Like Trevor's right. And if you're down on this team, these are not the moves that are going to change your mind, right? These have been peripheral moves. Have they even substantially replaced the production they lost in guys that weren't that exciting anyways and guys like Whit Merrifield and Matt Chapman right like is has has Brandon Belt's production been replaced 
Question mark. Yeah. Question, question marks mark. all over this team. Yeah. Um, if if this season doesn't go well out of the gate, uh, would you rather see a like a overspend in trading or like just weather the storm, take a, a, a bad season and re-roll it for next year? Because that's I don't even know how to answer that question. That's right. I'm two years ago, go this ahead. is where it started where we didn't go hard enough in free agency after the COVID year. And then we had to overpay in trades uh, to get what we needed that we didn't get in free agency. And I thought we learned our lesson. And last year it seemed like we did. And now it seems like we're making the same mistake again. And I'm just worried that like <clears throat> a guy like a Relvis and a guy like Tiedemann and a guy like Yasser Zulueta for whatever your confidence is in a guy like him, uh, don't buy your house in Toronto yet. Like I'd be, I'd be worried that these guys are going to be traded out for Anthony Bass level relief pitchers mid season or like just pieces that we should have added by now and didn't. I don't know. I'm just, I'm concerned, man. I'm concerned that this is going to be a, a season of, Oh, yeah, we really did fuck up in the winter and we paid for it in April and May. And now we're also paying for it at the trade deadline. That's like my worst case scenario. I don't know. Yeah. I'm so scared of the next 12 months of this ball team, man. Yeah. It could really change the trajectory of this team. And we mentioned this yesterday, right? Like it could change the trajectory of this organization over the next decade, which would just, Oh, it like, that's the thing, right? As we are at this very crucial point in this part of the, I mean, for lack of a better term, build rebuild, however you want to say that this, you almost gone. you almost go you almost go like okay we're mid season. This is like maybe our not our final year with Bo and Vlad, but it's our final year where we for sure have Bo and Vlad because some tough decisions do need to be made eventually, and that the deadline's coming up quick. Um, but like maybe. Whatever prospects we do have left. I know we all love Ricky Tiedemann and the hype on him. He's the next, I don't know, Hall of Fame ESPN interview. Uh, hopefully he's not Nate Pearson, but maybe we do got to just go fire sale at the trade deadline. Go all in, get rid of any prospect who's worth anything. Manoa included. Get whatever you can, 10 cents on the dollar for Manoa if he's not bouncing back. I don't know, but whatever it is. And then trade away Bo and Vlad for just like a huge haul of prospects. Like oh, guys that I are triple A pushing this. MLB and are like, but like you only do it for like if you can get like real dudes who are like a Jackson. You want a yeah. Jackson. You want you want a guy who's like <laughs> dominating AAA, and you're like, why isn't this guy in the bigs yet? This guy's 21, and he's fucking raking. You know, you get a couple of those guys, and then you go, okay, we're starting over from scratch, but we got two big studs, and we just signed Juan Soto. This you know? goes with a complete 
overhaul of the front office, right? In this scenario, no, we're not having, putting having continuity at the GM is a huge competitive advantage, Scott. This guy sits down <laughs> to pee. He he's as good as he. This is why Rogers isn't letting their analysts come on our show anymore. This is it right here. <laughs> this is it right here. This is it right here. <laughs> we miss you, Jeff Blair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, that's uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. It's it's uh, yeah. Of course, it comes with an overhaul. Like everybody's yeah. gone, but I don't know. I I feel like I would. Oh man, this is I scary. hated everything you just said. Like I know. Honestly, I'm staring down the barrel of a rebuild as a Calgary Flames fan right now. And buddy, I don't know if I can physically and mentally take two of my teams rebuilding over the next five years. Ugh. Um, how about this? This is, uh, I'm just trying to think of, or I'm, I'm looking at the MLB top 100 prospects and I'm just trying to find like a team that has multiple guys relatively high. The Texas Rangers have two outfielders, five and six. Mm-hmm. They're 21 and 22 years old. And they like, like shortstops. And they like shortstops. Yeah, give them another one to play first and another one to play third. Um, yeah, no, I just, something like that. Like, sure, Jackson Holiday with the Orioles. I mean, we can't trade Bo and Vlad in the division. That's ludicrous. No. Although it would be hilarious to send Vlad to the Yankees after he, like, I don't know. Maybe he, he wouldn't, wouldn't re-sign it. with the Yankees and the Yankees would just double hate him. Anyways, um. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, if we just had two 21-year-old future superstar potential guys and Juan Soto, but we didn't have Bo and Vlad or Tiedemann or... I don't I hate everything about this. Can we just change the subject? Yeah, let's Making move along sad. here. Yeah, that we're going down a, a, a hole. A dark we timeline. Don't yeah, we can revisit this existential panic crisis that we're having next next exactly. season exactly. <laughs> a lot of time to still panic no rush yeah. don't need to rush the panic uh mr christer in discord said it's really interesting to see where we're at on payroll there's a ton of money coming off the books in two to three years depending on how the next cba looks we could be in prime position and not tied down to stupid contracts so we're moving so on to basically the same topic yeah, but we did uh, we did some prep beforehand. We were really yep. on the ball when we saw this question right away. I said, Adam, let's pull that up right away here so that we really see him on the ball, and this is seamless. So currently, our payroll total for 2024 is $220 million. For next season... We only have 123 committed. You hear that? I gotta close that window. Sorry, Spotrack was just blasting like a ski resort advertisement. I don't know. Did I lose you, Scott? No, 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 no. I'm just letting (laughs) you sit in it. Could you? <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, I'm here for you, pal. Thanks. Um, I've totally fucked myself. Uh, could you hear any of that? No. 
Okay, so it as probably far wasn't as everyone, going... As far as everyone here, you just seem crazy right now. Uh, I th- I think the way my, my, my audio is set up for Zoom is that you won't hear it. Patreon wouldn't have heard that. But I think my whole desktop audio does get recorded for the YouTube side of things. So everyone okay, on YouTube so... is like, oh, no, we definitely heard that aberration. That was terrible. Okay, let's go to fan graphs instead. Projected payroll. Team hey. totals. So 220 in 2024. Yeah. Just over the first luxury tax threshold. Um, well, so a lot of these are really interesting. Ugh. Estimated player benefits, estimated salaries for players in the minor leagues. Like Fangraphs has a comes to a different calculation than uh Spotrack does. So Spotrack. we'll just stick with fan graphs since they are not playing a loud advertisement their estimated luxury tax payroll for the jays this season is 248 right um which is still just under that second luxury tax threshold yes the by the way notably the luxury tax threshold for 2024 are 237 257 277 and 297 so those are the thresholds but yes 248 this year uh, next year, 143. Now, th- again, this doesn't take into account um, like arbitration money. Yeah. Right. So this year alone, we're paying 59 million in arbitration salaries for guys in like Bo and Vlad and and whatever. Right. So even though next year is 143, you can probably add another 70 million in arbitration. So that takes you to 210 right there. Right. So. It's not as much coming off the books next year as these initial numbers look. But in 2026, where Owen Vlad are free agents, uh, we're down to 94 million. So there will still be some uh, arbitration money that does get added to that figure. But with Vladdy's 20 million and Bo's money coming off it's not going to be 60 to 70 million it'll be probably under 30 so even with that money we're still probably around 120 million and in uh, money we're gonna have to pay so yeah by 2026 way down 2027 we're down to 47 million um in committed salaries so yeah uh money is coming off the books but again back to the like is Ross Atkins the right guy for the job? This is where you go. Well, he structured contracts in a way where like it is all coming off the books at the right time to pay guys or whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. whether it is a Bowen Vlad or a Juan Soto a or Juan whatever, Soto. there's going to be money available to spend in 2026. Man, Juan Soto is such an interesting subject when it comes to free agency and how that can affect an organization moving forward because he is 25. He is such a uniquely talented guy, lefty bat, just a huge on-base percentage, a dude you definitely would want to build around. And the fact he's so young and you can lock him up long-term, like even if you're not fully ready to compete in 2025 when he's available, I mean, if you can see 
down the road a little and you can see a, a world where two or three years, like you're competing in 2027 or 2028, like Juan Soto is still going to be an incredibly valuable at 28 years old to have in the fold. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how many teams are in on Soto. We watched seven or eight of them make themselves known for Otani. And I know that it supposedly came down to, I mean, he was always going to LA, but you know, it supposedly came down to the Cubs, Chicago, or sorry, the Cubs, Jays and LA. Like we could see the Cubs go all in after Juan Soto. We could see, like there are teams out there that maybe wouldn't necessarily normally be big on a guy like that who is big on a guy like that, even if their window doesn't 100% line up with where Juan Soto's at. Yeah, that's it'll be interesting. Uh, I just want to point out before we move on, who's left in 2026, right? Two years from now, who is, I don't want to say for sure, a Blue Jay because People retire, people get traded, whatever. But in terms of contract commitments, we've got George Springer in his final year of a deal at twenty four million. Gary Goss, and Gary Gossman year. in his final year at twenty three million. Uh, Chris Bassett's a free agent the year before, or sorry, that year, the year before is his final year. Uh, Barrios were committed to until twenty twenty eight, so he's here for a while. Uh, Turner, free agent after this season. Kikuchi, free agent after this season. Uh, Bichette will be gone by 2020. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Oh, I just jinxed us. He's coming off the books in two years. Chad Green off the books in two years. Kiermaier, one-year deal. IKF, two-year deal. So he's gone by 2026. Uh, Yariel Rodriguez, our newest contract. That's a four- to five-year deal. So he'll be around. Um, but then, like, our arbitration guys. Danny Jansen, free agent next year. Trevor Richards, free agent next year. Vladdy, Romano, Biggio, Meza, Swanson, Cabrera, all wow. free agents in 2026. Uh, the only guys with arb with a single arb year left is uh, Dalton Varsho, Alejandro Kirk, Espinal, Nate Pearson, and Manoa with two years left of arb in 2026. So, yeah, it's Bloody. it is prime for a flip. I don't know. It, take it however pessimistic or optimistic suits you best. Mm-hmm. There's reason. There's valid reasons to be grim, and there's valid reasons to be like, okay, there's a light at the That's end of this. A lot tunnel. of money. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a like, lot of money available. Yeah. So there's there is one thing I'll say is that I don't think our payroll is going to come down anytime soon. Like I don't foresee the Blue Jays and Rogers who just sunk tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. into renovations. Yeah. 300 mil. And is about to bail on an NHL exclusive contract that cost them a fortune and made no money for them. They're not going to be getting out of the baseball is important game anytime soon, yeah. I think for their portfolio. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Whatever. We can speculate all we want on Bo and Vlad's future, but I think regardless, we're going to be a 200 plus million payroll team, I would say. for Which the means there's some future. major money that can be spent. There's some major money that can be spent. If not this um, 
upcoming off season than between 2025 and 2026, there's going to be a pile of money coming off yeah. the books. So. What does that mean? Who knows? Who knows? It's for people smarter than us. Okay, a couple last ones to get to here. Um, Wyatt in Patreon has a fun one for us. So, hey, fellas, fun one for mailbag. We find a magic lamp, and a genie will steal for the Blue Jays one starting pitcher, one closer, and one position player from any of the other 29 teams. Who are you picking? Who's your three? Is it cruel that I would just go rob the Cleveland Guardians? Like, I would just be like, hmm. oh, right, I'll take Emmanuel Classe, I will take Jose Ramirez, and I will take Shane Bieber, and we will call it a day. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be fun to just ransack one franchise, especially the Guardians, because, man, it would be nice to have Jose Ramirez. Oh, man, and Classe at the back end of that bullpen? Oof. Like, just yeah. one of the nastiest high leverage dudes in the game right now. Yeah, I'm with you. Classe would I mean, be good. Shane Bieber, pretty darn good himself. He's got a Cy Young to his name. He's uh, mm-hmm. pretty dominant when it comes to starting pitchers. He's a top five to ten guy anyways. Um, I would take, and I love where you're at with Classe. That's what I was thinking. Just as a to be different then, and give another option, I'll throw Hater out there. Not being yeah. that different with, uh, or not a, Shocking move there to ask for one of the best closers in baseball. Uh, as far as starting pitchers go, I'm going to go with betting on the bounce back year out of Dylan Cease. Ooh, okay. I'm a believer in him. Uh, I'd take Dylan Cease all day long. Hell of a mustache. Give me Dylan Cease. And then for a position player, ah, Juan Soto. Yeah. Like, yeah. How old is Jose Ramirez? 30. 30? Juan Soto's what? 19? 25. Juan Soto's Soto's just a baby. (laughs) 25, though. Come on. That's still a baby, right? That's my point. So, yeah. Love this exercise, and we'll go over this again next mailbag. So, drop. Yeah, drop your comments. We need a closer, a starter, and a position player. You can go one team. You can go three teams. Who are you after? If if you get a magic lamp and you get to steal one of each of those, I think you think any. And I'm I'm a Jordan Romano guy. You think any Jordan Romano simps out there are just picking Jordan Romano just for the sake of? I'm good with Jordan. Jordan's a good enough close. We don't need anybody else. I could see someone saying that. That's against the rule of the game. It's against the rules. The genie's like, go fuck yourself. The genie. The genie specifically says these. These players are added to the Jays. You don't get to take from the from Jays. From other teams. <laughs> exactly. So respect the game. Uh, lastly here, and we'll get out of here, uh, Mish on Patreon. We were talking uh, about our TV series, and one of our episodes centers around trading of a beloved character, potentially. And uh, we made a Star Trek reference with a red shirt. Uh, anybody that gets that reference, let us know. Because I know we definitely have some uh, Trekkies who have picked up on other Trek references we've made in the past. So anyways, Mish says, Star Trek red shirt, LOL. 
maybe that's an Easter egg plot point. Every time the team wears their red jerseys, someone gets sent down, DFA'd, traded, etc. Because the GM is a Trekkie. Uh, so they play like shit every time they wear the red because they're all walking on eggshells thinking their days are numbered. So There's something there. I like that idea. There's something to do with it. But also, I kind of like the idea of like whoever it is that we're going to trade. Maybe they're just wearing a red shirt and they're like right. casual day to day, like for the first half of the season. So there's been that kind of like ominous thing mm-hmm. the whole time. But there's definitely something there. I think that's fun. And I want to get to this comment because Mish is at the home opener in April. And wow, uh, she says, I'm so effing excited. Can't wait to sit in my shiny new seat. I freaking love that mine will be the first literal butt that sits in it. For the first three games, LOL. All these renos, that is one thing to keep in mind when you are going to the season opener is literally your butt will be the first butt in that seat. Very cool. It's it's weird. how Do you care about being the first ever of something? Because like some people really care about it. Some people don't at all. I do. Well, you're thinking of that if you are or not. I have a when I was like, I'm from a small town in B.C., when I was like 16 or 17, our town got its first like fast food restaurant. Like we didn't have a Tim Hortons or a McDonald's or anything, but we got an A&W. It was like a big deal for the town that we got an A&W because, you know, we're a legitimate town now. Right. And I just remember like I went on opening day with my dad and we like waited outside of the A&W and I got to have like the first burger from A&W and I was so excited like and it was yeah. so important to me to like to get the first burger from the A&W I'm not even a huge A&W guy but I was just like I just wanted to be the first and that's yeah. a crown that I can wear for the rest of my life and I finally uh 17 years later 19 years later um man I'm old uh, finally get to show that crown off for people. But yeah, just so you know, I was the first burger at that A&W. So there you go. Do you I care about any had, of that? I had guys in my high school that felt the same way about women. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. All right. And uh... <laughs> How's that triple bagger doing? Uh, All right. Let's we get will out of here. end it on that. Hmm. Uh... <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for all your interaction. We do appreciate it. You can always reach out on Twitter at Walk Off Podcast, Instagram, the Walk Off Podcast. Please hit that subscribe and like button. By the way, we should have done this at the beginning of the episode, but we are literally about 150 subs away from 5K, which is very cool. And we do appreciate everyone who has already subscribed. But if you're following along and have forgotten to hit that subscribe button, oh, buddy, it would be nice if you did so. Tell your brother. All right. On that. There you go. All right. <laughs> on that, have Happy birthday. a great week. Happy birthday to Adam, a very merry Adamus. And uh, we'll see you guys on Friday. Cheers. Cheers.